Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Derek. And we would like to welcome you to Planet Bob, where we talk about the movies and shows that made their way to our little corner of the galaxy this weekend. Hi everyone, I'm not going to say anything dumb right now. Like I've been doing it immediately <laughs> before this. Derek is not here this week, but Serena is. Hi. That's Serena. Who you heard you, last yeah. week. She was on the phone with us. She was our phone-a-friend for the first time ever. <laughs> it was a good great segment, I must say. I agree. I think it's uh, going to become at least semi-regular. So, uh, Donnie Dargo. Yes, Donnie Darko was the movie of the week. Weird. It's very strange. Weird movie. One of my favorite movies, though. Yeah. yeah. This and Bubble Boy are two of my favorite movies, which is weird because they came out so close to each other. Really? Yeah, I've only seen that once. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. This is a, this is a good way to show diversity early in your career. Yeah. Being it has a ridiculous. A lot of different roles. Yeah. Being a very silly movie and a really serious movie mm-hmm. with your sister. His character is pretty serious. Yeah. The things he goes it through. It comes across though as like realistic though, and not just like drama for no reason. Yeah. Mm. Although there is some drama for what appears to be no reason, but we'll get into that. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, Serena. Sarah doesn't, but Serena read my my little write up, so she might have some idea what I'm talking about. The bullies. You just keep talking. Oh about yeah. And read your yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, I actually didn't think of that until I read your explanation about your theory about the bullies being more aggressive to him. Yeah, because it is, it is weird how aggressive they are. feelings towards him. You know? But yeah, I remember watching the movie today and thinking, like, That's these bullies extreme. are just in his class. Why are they all of a sudden trying to stab him and stuff? You know? Yeah, why, why, is, why yeah. is the guy trying to <laughs> slit his throat in the yeah. bathroom? Because he might have said something. Yeah. I need to read your explanation because I know that people act weird around the chosen one or whatever the living receiver yeah yes yeah because you read the the philosophy of time travel i read roberta sparrow's one yeah which is extremely condensed when brought into the real world it's like a novel in the in the movie well in the director's cut that's pretty i find that's the major difference in the director's cut is that they show the pages from the book in between the scenes and that's they show the whole thing. Yeah, they, they uh, hint more at what's actually going on, whereas the, the theatrical release was very vague. Mm-hmm. And they have it separated into chapters, too. Yeah. Like chapters and time like, chunks? Yeah, like chapters in the movie, sort of. And then each chapter goes with a page from the book. Uh. So, yeah, they have like just little you know, screenshots in between each kind of portion of the movie where it says, you know, chapter three... The manipulated dead or whatever and they'll explain it. Yeah, yeah, I have them yeah. all <clears throat> over there. <Yeah. laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, uh, we watched the theatrical cut. Have I seen the other one? I don't think we have it, but I have checking to see the levels. Do you want me I to know put when it over they're there? little I get worried. Do you want me to put it over there? Like No look, I'm loud, see? Yeah. Yeah. So there, I guess everyone's like not knowing what they're talking about, but uh, yeah, we're talking about Dylan the pressed the wrong here. button once and recorded a bad episode. No, I made sure I selected the right mi- microphone yeah, this time. Yeah, so now I'm always worried. Like, if there's not a lot of spikes in the vocal range going on, I'm like, oh my god, press the wrong button. Yeah, we'll just get Serena to speak a little louder. And that's all. Okay. <laughs> Use your teacher voice. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. I'll try. 
there's some four-year-olds and they're trying to eat glue and go. <laughs> That's your motivation and go. That's your motivation. We're acting now. <laughs> well, it was funny. I was when we were watching the commentary for Donnie Darko yesterday. Jake Gyllenhaal kept talking to Richard Kelly about, okay, I, you wanted me to laugh in this scene, and I was asking you, what's my motivation? And you just said, just laugh. You're just, you're just happy. You're waking up on a mountain, like yeah, right at the beginning really of the movie. Weird. Yeah, it's more of like a crazy laugh. Yeah, like at the end when he's in his bed. Yeah, yeah, it's really maniacal at the end. It's <laughs> like he's lost his mind. Well, it really gets them into that you're going to be confused in this movie. Yes. Like, let's have the main character wake up on a mountain and, like... In his pajamas. Four o'clock in the morning, yeah. <laughs> and they never really... And he seems, like, totally cool with being there. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> they never really say he sleepwalks either, but you, you put together that he does. Because, I mean, later, it's, it's weird when we see him getting woken up by Frank. But the first time, it's like, okay, he, he just, I guess, wakes up in weird places sometimes. Yeah, and he had his bike, just hops on his bike and yeah. drives home. But then you find out that he's been gone all night, I guess, because his parents and sister are like, where are you? Where have you been? Yeah, night? there's a like, note on the fridge. Happening. Where's Donnie? <laughs> like, is that a note for later? Like, P.S. Our one kid is gone and I forgot. Yeah. Just to remind you. <laughs> Where's Donnie? Uh, and that's all we're going to do. We'll leave a question. note on the fridge and that's it. that's the end of it. Yeah. So, I like the music in this. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you mentioning how... Uh, yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> well, and all the lyrics fit the scenes. Mm -hmm. And immediately after you said that, while we were watching the commentary, he talks about how he he specifically chose music that would go. The lyrics went with whatever was happening. Yeah, in the scene. it was when they were playing "Love Will Tear Us Apart" when they're like macking it in the bedroom, and then you know everyone dies. Yeah, <laughs> <And then laughs> shortly after that, then Gretchen gets run over, and Donnie kills Frank. Yeah, mm -hmm. just murder. Lots of murder. <laughs> And I noticed it, too, at the part where they're in the kitchen and they're planning the party and there's only one day left. Yeah. Uh, they're playing that song, One More Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until, yeah. Or, and the lyrics are like, One More Day until the world ends or something crazy. Yeah, which is, like, literal. It's like, yeah. how, do you, how do you just find that song? Yeah. Or, like, Head Over Heels when they're starting out going through the school and then the last line is, Funny How Time Flies. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of little things when you're... You know, watching it to purposely analyze it. You know, yeah. You know, this little thing. It's, it's kind of neat. So I never really did that before while I was watching it. Yeah, and I'm... Pick I'm, apart. Yeah. I'm supposed to do that for this. <laughs> for the most part, I just end <laughs> yeah. up watching the movie. Yeah. I'm like, hey, this is a cool thing. I'm going to talk <laughs> about this. But the analyzing stuff comes after for me. Well, that's how it goes. You just write stuff down and then make it all fit later. And turn it into an essay or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. Sometimes. If you start with what you want to write about, it never works out. It's kind of got to, like, let it take you. Yeah. Sure. Like, how I love how accurate this family is. Like, I never really thought about it before. Yeah, they're very, they're like very a real, real family. feeling family. Yeah. And, uh, Especially since to our family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the roles, like, you know, the eldest in the middle and the youngest child, like, they're really stereotypical, like, fit into that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. The, you know, the little girls really spoiled and stuff like that. Yeah. Sparkle motion. Yeah. <laughs> She's the star of Sparkle Motion. I know. She's the leader. Sparkle Motion. Okay, <laughs> do you think Kitty, or sorry, I'm not going to call her Kitty, Miss Farmer <laughs> actually choreographed that? No, I think. I don't feel like Yeah. I think she borrowed I the think choreography. I think the kids kind of 
made it up on their own, you know. <laughs> and she was kind of just bossing them around to get it perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I you feel see like them practicing a stolen routine. Yard, so yeah. they're like into it. Yeah. I feel like it's a stolen yeah. routine. Like she showed them a yeah. tape and she's like, do, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Janet Jackson music video, like copy. Yeah. Because <laughs> YouTube didn't exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'd find like a tape. Yeah, young people watching this will have no clue what we're talking about. The fuck's a tape? Well, and this does take place in like the 80s, so. 1988? They would have needed a tape. Yeah. Yeah, because DVDs weren't around yet. Yeah. They get to put on like, well, for them it would be MTV, but we would put on like much music and wait for it to come on. Like, you just watch all day long. And then videotape it. And then you would record it. Exactly. Videotape? What? Yeah. (laughs) Watch it over and over again to learn the dance. <laughs> <laughs> or like when the Green Fly what, video uh, premiered by Bush and Serena and I got busy signals because we call each other at the same time. That's kind of how <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite learned to dance. Yeah. He was watching videotapes. Napoleon <laughs> <laughs> In his room by himself. Yeah. Oh, I totally did that. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure lots of kids did that. Yeah. I just made radio shows. I never danced. Oh, we made radio shows. <laughs> yeah, about cats. <laughs> We were much happier kids than Donnie. Yeah. Look at me bring it back. I know, because I actually thought that, like, when he's at dinner and he's being all pissy to everyone, I'm like, okay, did I like this character when I was younger? Because I don't now. Yeah, he's... Yeah, like, he's you're like a pissy 16-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you need to shut up. But it's... He is weirdly smart. Mm-hmm. And his principal even makes mention of that. He talks about his Iowa test scores being intimidating. Right. Which... His his print his uh, principal is actually a doctor, so a doctor is intimidated by Donnie's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Well, and he clearly knows stuff when he tells everyone off. It's awesome. But yeah, yeah, he is very intelligent. I'm 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 sorry, Miss I don't get this. Just place an X on the lifeline in the appropriate place. No, I mean I I know what to do. I just I don't get this. You can't just lump things into two categories. Things aren't that simple. The lifeline is divided that way. Well, life isn't that simple. I mean, y- who cares if Ling Ling returns the wallet and keeps the money? It has nothing to do with either fear or love. Fear and love are the deepest of human emotions. Okay, but you're not listening to me. There are other things that need to be taken into account here, like the whole spectrum of human emotion. You can't just lump everything into these two categories and then just deny everything else. But he's he, like he, frames all his, he frames all his arguments from the perspective of a teenager, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, I could outsmart you, but I'm just going to sass you. <laughs> well, and the theory, too, explains that he's he subconsciously feels agitated because he knows that something weird is going on, so he's acting out more, yeah. more aggressive, and he doesn't really know why. You know, and I think they're kind of... In the movie, I find they kind of play on the whole mental illness thing. Oh, yeah. You know, like, they kind of want you to think that... Well, yeah, because if you just look at what's happening to yeah. him, it looks like he's crazy. Yeah. It's not until the very end of the movie that it's, it becomes clear that he's not... Like, he's having these weird audio, audio-visual hallucinations and destroying property. Uh, he's having yeah, like dissociative moments. He forgets things. Like, yeah. what? You just, like you just look confused. To go, oh, well, to go off that... Uh, I was noticing a lot of the times when he sees Frank, it's right after he takes his pill. Yeah. So I think they're trying to show that 
his hallucinations his hallucinations are real because the pill is not helping them go away, right? Because well, <clears throat> he takes the pill and then he sees him immediately. So it's almost like they're saying the medication is causing him to see it or that it's not making them go away so he's not crazy. You know? Right. There's uh, there's deleted scenes that explain that the pills that he's taking are placebos. They don't actually well, do right, anything. Well, right, yeah. The, um, his therapist later in the movie tells you that they're placebos, yeah. right? Or tells him. Yeah, so they're, they're not really doing yeah. anything to affect what's happening to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can psychologically affect you. Well, yeah, the placebo mm-hmm. effect, but not... The, yeah, the, the medication doesn't. itself isn't doing anything yeah. to... He doesn't find out till later that they're not doing anything. And right. at the beginning, his family is mad at him because he stopped taking them, right? Yeah, because yeah, his family doesn't find out until later. I think the deleted yeah, scene like is his family fi- being told. <clears throat> yeah. I can't remember. I, it's been a long time since I watched the deleted well, scene. Well, in the... In the director's cut, anyway, his final um, session with his therapist is when she says that they're a placebo. Like, when she hypnotizes him and he sees Frank, like, the right. very last time, then he's like, hey, goodbye, like, I'm not, not going to see you anymore after this. Like, when while his parents are out of town. Yeah. Right before the party or whatever. And uh, I think they're trying to show that he's not crazy. Also, when they do the hypnosis on him when he's in therapy... They hypnotize him, and he's just showing, you know, normal teenage guy stuff, you know, like thinking about yeah. sex and the end of his pants and stuff. Yeah. So they're trying to show that uh, Frank is like a hallucination or a thought that he has when he's awake and normal. It's not something that can be brought out through hypnosis, so it's not really a... Like a psychological uh, problem. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do kind of hint... They kind of push you towards the idea that it is, though, because... Whenever he sees Frank, he gets like he is when he's hypnotized. He right. Gets, then, he goes into like a trance state. Yeah, but then the second time he's hypnotized, he does see Frank. So yeah. Then it's like, but the, that the same session, she tells him that it's placebos he's taking and right. that he's not really crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. And if he is crazy, the medication I'm giving you does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I would be crazy if I had to sit in Miss Farmer's class. Yeah. <laughs> I hate her. I hate her. Hate. But did you tell her to uh, forcibly shove the, the cards up her anus? Yes! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love how his dad is just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> trying not to laugh in the principal's office. Trying to stifle it. Oh, I like the conversation with the sister after when she was on the phone and she's like, My brother told the teacher to shove something up her ass and they bought him brand new furniture. They <laughs> <laughs> got him all new stuff. Yeah. Awesome, but like she's just awful. Like she's awful to everyone. Like she pretends to help. Well, she helps reverse peril across the road, but then is like, if I catch you here again, I'm gonna call the police and they're gonna put you in with social services. And it's like, okay, bitch, like back off. Well, it just shows her character, like how much she's in love with this Jim Cunningham guy, and then what he turns out to be, you know, and she. The reason that Donnie's mom and sister even get on the plane is because she decides to go to his arraignment. Yeah, to yeah. set him free. Instead, right, you know? So. Yeah. I was like, I talk about uh, in that theory that I wrote that, like, every little thing that we see leads up to Donnie. Every, every piece goes together and connects yeah. to yeah, push like Donnie. Chain reaction. To push Donnie. It's it's all called. I would kill myself too if I had to spend that much time with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful, awful. 
like, oh yeah, you know, I I really like it if you could take the girls. You were totally my absolute last choice, and I didn't want to ask you at all. But hey, can you do it? Like, not cool, lady. Yeah, not nice. Well, when she tells everyone to like get rid of Miss Pomeroy, even though she's like the best teacher there. Because she doesn't like the destructors, but she has no idea what it is or what it's about. Yeah, she's never even read the story. Yeah, she thinks it's a dude from Bonanza. Yeah, yeah, Graham Greene. Everyone's seen Bonanza. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of things she says don't even make sense, you know, like... Well, the whole fear and love thing doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, well, she's all about that, you know, fear and love are the most strong, you know, the strongest human emotions and... But then the next scene, she's talking to the girls backstage before they do their dance, the Sparkle Motion team, and she's like, uh, you're not allowed to be afraid. Fear is not an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then she's like, no. If you're scared, just, you know, forget about it. And if you have to puke, swallow it. Yeah. 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 So gross. Yeah, that's not she good. She contradicts herself. It's and not then, good coaching uh, either. At the PTA meeting, too, she's like, I'm the only person here that is a teacher and a <laughs> I transcend the parent-teacher like, bridge. Yeah, oh. You just want to s- smack her. <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah. So gross. But I like how then Mrs. Jargo kind of jumps in, like, when she's like, what's the real issue? When she's talking about books, she's like, we don't ban books at the PTA. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's not what stop. we're here for. Yeah. was like, oh, thank you. And then Noah Wiley gives that, like, awesome look where he's like, yeah, yeah, you talk more, <laughs> Mrs. Darko, like, please shut this bitch up. Yeah. I picture that being, like, Warren in real life. Yes. <laughs> you can see that. 100%. Who people who are listening to this probably have no idea who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend Warren, who nobody knows. This is also teaching physics. <laughs> yeah. Would not be cool with that. And would give that same look with a pen in his mouth and the whole deal. I feel like he would be more vocal than Noel Wiley's character. Yes. Uh huh. But we have unions. I mentioned that in here. How, like, sucks to be them because she, like, Mrs. A Farmer, could bring in a pedophile, crazy teacher guy who, like, has no background check and has written some really dumb self help book that you somehow think fits into the health curriculum. Like, no. That's not okay. You can't just teach whatever you feel like. It's awful. And then you've got Miss Pomeroy who's teaching, like, a really good book, and the kids actually seem interested in her class. Yeah. And fired. Because the old, cranky, crotchety teacher yeah. decides to call her out at a PTA meeting. Like, that's not cool. Not cool. I'm so glad that's not me. But did that? will that really happen in the primary I universe? don't think it will. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think so either. Well, I mean, I Donnie won't be around to flood the school, which is yeah. her whole issue in the first place. Right. That's why she didn't like that book, because that's it like yeah. just copies the book, kind of. Yeah. Fool around. And then, if Patrick Swayze kills himself, then she won't teach all that garbage. Yeah, the whole right. the whole Jim, Jim Cunningham thing is not an issue, because in the primary universe, he kills himself shortly after the movie ends. Are they, how do you know that for sure? Does it show that? It's, it doesn't show it, but it I shows him crying. Yeah, I think it's I think it's mentioned in like the uh, the spinoff website, which okay. is like one of the first viral campaigns. Like, it would I make can sense, remember. you know, because he has like this subconscious memory of and it's like getting a, busted and stuff. Like it says yeah. in the philosophy of time travel, people will remember the things, the the things that they did wrong in the the tangent universe, and they'll feel remorse for it and guilt. Mm-hmm. But do they or, know why? 
or good they, things they, too. Like you could tell, like Sharita when they show her. Yeah, she's smiling. End, yeah, she's happy. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand her role in the movie. Like she's always just there listening in the background, but like, why? Just <laughs> you know? someone good for Donnie to connect to, I think. Yeah. Because he, he protects her at uh, several points in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning, his friends are making fun of her, and he's just like, leave her alone. Yeah. But I think it gives him redeemable qualities, too, right? Like, yeah. she is the victim of all of this bullying, and he makes a conscious effort to not only, like, <clears throat> excuse me, not do it, not contribute to it, but tell people to stop. Like, yeah. So he's really, it's, it balances the, like, Sixteen-year-old sitting in his room to calling his mom a bitch. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and she sees the behind-the-scenes stuff that no one else sees. That he's, you know, the points in the movie where he's kind of explaining why he is that way or why he seems crazy. She's always there hearing yeah. the explanation, so she understands why he's like that. And well, and she like she's likes there him when Miss Pomeroy mm-hmm. screams out right. after she gets fired. Like, she's there for everything. Yeah, and when he's talking to the physics teacher about the book and everything too. Yeah. And she's totally got a crush on Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, when she drops her books and, and his name is yeah. 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 <laughs> But that would make sense if he's the only one who is sticking up for her, then that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, and it does show that he is a hero deep down. I wanna know yeah. who painted the background for her little dance because that was beautiful. Yeah. Both of the who's, cranes who's like, responsible what? for that set design? Yeah. It's good set designs, Sharice, or whatever her name is. Sharita? Sharita? Yeah, Sharita. <laughs> we should have looked up who the Sharita Chan. Design. I like how they all have, like, alliterative names. Like, comic book characters. Yeah, yeah. every single one. <laughs> all the little girls in the dance group. And, yeah, I noticed that today, too. <laughs> I, thought that, uh, I thought that a better idea for a sequel, instead of Samantha Darko, it would have been better as a prequel, showing how Roberta Sparrow learned... Yeah, All those yeah, things. a movie about her and about what happened, like her whole going from, you know, she was a nun first and then yeah. something happened that made her get out of religion and go into physics and stuff. Yeah. Science happened. Yeah. And then she yeah. learned <laughs> so, all these rules. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, what happened in her life to make her I, I write th- that book and stuff. Yeah. I like to think that she had, uh, maybe she was the Gretchen to someone. What? Uh, instead of being Donnie because the living receiver oh, always yeah. dies. Gretchen. I think she was the, gr- like... Gretchen to whoever her Donnie was. Yeah, yeah like so you said Gretchen, I thought like Gretchen Wieners. No, it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> not no, that one. No, not that one no. at all. <laughs> it's a whole other one. But yeah, I think that would have made a, be- a much better movie than Samantha Darko. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was horrible. No, not the, only, the only thing I like about that movie is that they got the girl that played Samantha to come yeah. back and be the same <laughs> character. I'm like, that's pretty good. Yeah, when she wasn't crawling out of television sets and was the same girl. She did something evil. Yeah, I don't remember what she did, but... Yeah, out comes the tablet. Yeah. <laughs> We're already way past my notes, but, like... I just, not going in any kind of order. No, really. not really. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to say that I really like that opening sequence where we were introduced to each of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're when Donnie first arrives at the school and you get that shot of the, the camera moving through the school and you see each of the... The characters who are going to have a major influence on the movie, yeah, yeah they cool. everybody pops up and you. Yeah, she's the rain kid. Okay. Oh, is she? Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. That's fine. What were we saying? 
well, the opening scene of the movie setting like how they introduce all the characters like you get a little glimpse of each person at school as they're going through the hallway and teachers are coming out of the classrooms you get slow shots of of kids moving through the hallway and I like the way it speeds up and slows down yeah because they're kind of I think they're kind of alluding to the whole time travel thing yeah, and how time is malleable in that universe. And that time, uh, time is going to play a factor in the movie. Yeah, and I like that it shows kind of the culture of the school and the town. Like that kid gets high and the principal walks in like no three clue. seconds later, no idea that it's happening yeah. in the hallway. And yeah, yeah, it shows the time frame of the movie, like when, you know, in the eighties. Yeah, how it's kind of. Yeah, and laid back more than it is now. Even if it didn't say what year it was, every time it changes date, mm-hmm. you'd still get the idea that it's the '80s from the soundtrack well, and, yeah, exactly. and the dress, the, like the way they dress and. But it doesn't like speak. hit you over the head with horrible '80sness though. No, which is great. No, it doesn't go out of its way to be like, "Hey, it's the '80s." <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone has perms and yeah. <laughs> big, crazy blue eyeshadow and. Workout clothing, just sparkle motion. Yeah, just sparkle motion. Oh, oh and, and the FAA guy. Huh? There's a guy in a red tracksuit. Oh yeah. Who pops up several times in the movie, and when, he works for the FAA. Okay, I was wondering like what he if he had to do it with anything. <laughs> yeah, he was like because he's, he's very like bright clothing, and they're very like look at him, you know. Yeah, and movie? he shines a flash when they when they go point. to kiss each other, and Gretchen's like. No, there's I a guy want to be over perfect. There. There's a dude over there looking at us. <laughs> it's, it's the same guy. He's following them around. He's investigating the family because of the engine that came from nowhere. Oh. It's because it's already on a plane, and it's still attached to that plane. So how can it have fallen on this house? So the FAA is very curious what's going on with his family. Yeah. So they send this dude to keep an eye to on spy them. Spy on them? Yeah. Weird. In really obvious ways. <laughs> like... You're going to spy on people, and you're going to wear the brightest red, <laughs> head-to-toe red tracksuit yeah. that anyone's ever seen. And just stand it. there smoking a cigarette while watching them when while you're supposed to be out them. on a jog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have a cigarette, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what is he, Russian? What? <laughs> that's, an, that's an Archer reference, sorry. <laughs> liked how they brought up the Smurfs thing. Yeah. <laughs> when they're, Donnie and his friends are in that little, when he's shooting the gun. Well, and I like that Donnie's, like, really has a, like, a figured out idea about the whole thing and is really logical about yeah. it. And his friends are like, gangbang. He's like, no! <laughs> that can't happen! It doesn't even make sense. You guys are dumb. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're too smart for us. <laughs> it was funny to me, too, that uh, when we were listening to the commentary, Richard Kelly talks about that. And he had to talk to the... They had to call up the Smurf people and get approval. Oh, to even talk about it, really? Yeah. And he uh, he says the Smurf people were cool with it, the whole thing. And then, and they say that Donnie was actually right. Everything he says is correct. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it makes total except, sense. Except like, for the really? whole... If you don't have a, what's the what's the point of living if you don't have a dick? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that's, his, that's his own thing. <laughs> But I like, too, how you can see how Donnie respects or doesn't respect people um, in his life, like, based pretty much just on honesty, like, Miss Farmer's not being honest with herself, like, when he does the whole speech about, um, 
the complexity of human emotion can't be broken down into love and fear. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And she's like, well, do it or I give you zero for the day. So he's just like, ah! Like, just no respect there, nothing back and forth. But then when he's talking to Noah Wiley, what's his name? I don't remember. Physics teacher. When he's talking to him about physics or whatever, and he starts getting into God, talking about God, and he's like, I'm not going to be able to continue this conversation. Mm -hmm. And he goes, why? And he's like, because I could lose my job. He's like, okay. And he yeah. just leaves. Yeah, it's good, true. good answer. Yeah, yeah. public school can't talk in about the states, that. especially, yeah. which sucks. Like you know, you want to have a con- like real conversation with a kid about your beliefs or whatever, and yeah. you can't. I just, I just like to just it's like okay. Yeah, just yeah, just accept yeah. it. Yeah, good I answer. Like, yeah, you're being honest. That's awesome. Okay, I like his Donnie's dad in the movie too. His character, like yeah, he's really cool and intelligent too. Like in, you don't really see that. Until they're having a conversation outside, and he's like, I used to be crazy, and you know, you're not crazy, just always be honest with yourself, and, you know, like, and his dad totally understood why he told Miss Farmer to shove those cards up her ass. Yeah, I think even his mom was on board with that. And his his mom's not on board with most of the things that Donnie does, (laughs) but she's okay with what he says to Miss Farmer. Well, I just, I couldn't, couldn't handle that. No. No. It all comes back to Kitty. Well, like, teach something for real. Like, real stuff in the curriculum. You don't get to add yeah. whatever crap self-help you feel is... Yeah. should be in the curriculum. No, you... No. It's like she just bought a kit, you know, of, like, all the self-help books and videos, you know. It's like, ready-made lessons where it's like, press stop on the video now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like those film Hand strips you used cards. to watch in school. So, <laughs> Changes the scene. Film strips were great though, but mostly just because we watched like the Purple Crayon Kid and what else they have? The Harold and Purple Crayon. Yeah, <laughs> like they have it on Netflix, <laughs> and it's awesome. Like, really? Just the depth of that show. You don't think about it, but it's off topic. But <laughs> <laughs> and one of them, his goldfish dies, and it's like this epic explanation of death and like not really heaven, but like an afterlife, and it's amazing actually for kids. I think. Like, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! I just thought it was about a purple crayon. Like, if you know a kid that has a pet that dies, you should show them this Harold the Crayon episode. It's great. <laughs> I just want to say too that you don't have to worry about going off topic. That's ninety percent of the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's cool. This has been the most on topic any of our shows has been. <laughs> That's not, yeah, that except, sounds like Donnie would show his episodes. kids that <laughs> if he didn't end up smucked. The last episodes tend to stay fairly on topic, but that's because we cover a lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have a note here that the bullies are come off as pretty rapey. <laughs> oh my god, they're so creepy. Yeah. Seth Rogen especially. Yeah. Yeah, I... Seriously, did not even realize it was him until I watched it today. I'm like, Seth Rogen, what? <laughs> <laughs> did you even realize it was him before? Yeah, I pointed that out to Sarah when we were watching yeah. it yesterday. It is crazy, though. <laughs> I know. And he's right always away, good, though. though, in shows. He's never rapey. No, he's never... Well, in Freaks and Geeks, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, but everyone has flaws in that show. Yeah, that's true. Well, he looks young and kind of different. You don't notice it's him when you first see him, but his first line in the movie is like, uh, I like your boobs or something. Yeah. He says to Gretchen, then he laughs. That laugh, you know, it's yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Seth Rogen laughs> <laughs> yeah, the very distinctive Seth Rogen laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else? Yeah, what's even Frank from? I feel like I recognize Frank. 
Like the costume in it? Or no. oh, no, the, the actor? actor? Yeah. I'm not sure, but that's mm -hmm. what uh, the tablet's for. <laughs> that and drawing all of our episode pictures. Yep. The ones that we can think of something to draw and for. What do you mean we? <laughs> well, I offer suggestions, I, yeah. but you never accept. I supervise the drawing. <laughs> I supervise. Oh, cast. Beautiful. Okay. Continue talking while I figure this out. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> um, um, okay, I do have one thing. Okay. Uh, right before Donnie breaks the water main at the school, mm -hmm. there's a quick shot of him having a dream of what it, what's... It's like doors in a hallway. Yes. And the sky. And cellar doors. No, school doors. Cellar. Yeah. I think it's just, to me, it just looked like the school basement flooded, but it had like sky over top. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, which is, again, like it goes to the dreams and hallucinations that the living receiver gets that push him towards that, mm -hmm. to what he has to do. So the, the thing, the dream that he has is pretty much exactly what happens. Right. He ends up flooding the school, and then it's closed the next day, and then he meets Gretchen. Yeah, it's like they show him, or the manipulated, or the, they, whoever they is, yeah, you know? the manipulators. They show him what's going to happen ahead of time. Oh, he's like the kid that saves the world in Independence Day. Oh. oh. He's, uh... Remember the kid? He's been in 115 things. <laughs> wow, Frank. <laughs> we just had no idea. Like when I found out Sharkboy is Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I know! Sharkboy, that's crazy town. Look how good at this podcast we are. Yeah. We don't know <laughs> All good. It's He's been in a lot of things that no one has ever seen. Like Blue Dream and 513 and Tasting Wednesday. Never heard of any no. of these things. Carlos Spills the Beans. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You have to watch all of those now, though. Yeah. Sushi Girl. I don't know. I could go a lot of different ways. Yeah, that could be really good or really filthy. Yeah. <laughs> Two Dudes in a Dream. That's the name of the movie? Two the dudes Black in Waters movie? of Echo's Pond. <laughs> Is that Mr. Echo? No. Oh. Like Echo, like... Like an, an Echo? echo. <laughs> yeah. Wow, like everything on the planet this guy's been in. The countdown that we get right at the beginning is uh, exactly how much time is left before the Tangent Universe collapses. 28 days. When the Tangent Universe collapses, if Donnie hasn't completed his mission, and... The world will end, stop. literally, right? They'll, yeah. like, collide with each other, and it'll cause a... Yeah, basically... We won't get into the, the, or, yes. the whole thing with it, but the Tangent Universe will collapse and take the primary universe with it. Right. So everything will end if Donnie doesn't complete his mission. Yeah. So Frank is, is being entirely literal... Not only will the world end, mm -hmm. but the whole universe will end. Right. right. The world will end. He said, yeah, right at the beginning when he first gets Donnie out of his bed. Like, in 28 days, you know. Yeah, 28 six days, hours, 6 hours, 42 minutes, 42 minutes and 12 the world seconds. Will end. <laughs> and he means, you know, the tangent world. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they say that it only, can only last a few weeks at the most. So. Yeah, in the philosophy of time travel, it can last yeah. for a few weeks at the most. And then. I guess that's how long the uh, they, hand quotes, for mm -hmm. people who are listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm <just> <laughs> I do that like every week. That's funny. What was I going to say? I don't know. Something with <laughs> hand just... quotes. 
they something. Oh, the they, they, the, the, the guys, people, the people who created the, the tangent people. universe to fix their error. Uh, they could only sustain it for that long. Yeah, and uh, something I didn't notice until today too: the uh, the axe. Like in when he floods the school, yeah, and there's an axe in the dog's head, and he carves. They made me do it in the cement. Yeah. You know, it would take, like, kind of superhuman strength to do that. And they kind of explain in the philosophy of time travel that the living receiver has powers. (laughs) Yeah. That are related to strength and the whole metal thing and the water thing, you know. Thanks to his connection to the fourth dimension. Yeah. It's, like, the philosophy of time travel is weird because it's, like, it uses science language, but it presents it in a... In a very non-sciencey way, mm-hmm. so philosophy of time travel is very, very apt. Sarah's drawing. <laughs> what are you drawing? I'm drawing the thing. Oh, head thing. Yeah, I'm still listening though. Okay, continue on. Most of my notes are that I hate kitty. Kitty. Even though you don't want to call her kitty. <laughs> pages, pages, about how much you pages. Oh, well, and I have the thing about um, like. Patrick Swayze's character, like, do dudes like that actually think they're getting through to anyone? They are not <laughs> at all. Like, I would have laughed at that. And you would have laughed at that in high school. Like, there's no way. Yeah, I no think way. for the most part, they're just trying to make money off people's insecurities. I was, yeah, I was shocked that so many kids are into it. Like, Donnie seems like the only one that's like, what is this bullshit? You know? Yeah, yeah. All the other kids are like, how, how do I fix myself? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no kid. Although Every least, kid in there would be laughing their head off. <laughs> at least one of those kids was a plant, though. The kid that comes up last, the, the third, the short, chubby guy. Mm-hmm. He's from his, Jim Cunningham's videos. Oh, okay. He's the one that wets the bed. Oh, I'm not like, afraid yeah. anymore. Oh, I didn't realize it was the same Okay, kid. but I'm going to take a dark turn on this. I don't think that kid's a plant. I think he lives in the area because Jim Cunningham does, and he wets the bed because Jim Cunningham yes. is doing shit to the kid, and then that's why he's like, how do I learn to fight? Because right. now he's fucked up. That could that's work. That's a good point, because that is uh, like a symptom of being abused, is yeah. that you wet your bed when you're a little older. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. And then become point. a bully or continue the cycle of abuse on other people. Yeah. yeah. Bam! I can do it. <laughs> there you go. Sarah added something. Yeah. Doing it. Oh, uh, the reason Roberto, Roberta Sparrow keeps going to her mailbox is because she's waiting for that letter that Donnie yeah, like writes her can, at the end of the movie. She has, you know, I think she has similar powers as Donnie. Like, she can see into the future. Yeah. She know, she's expecting the letter, so that's why she keeps checking, right? Yeah. Which, which again, makes me wish that they had made a movie about her mm-hmm. so that we had seen why she was doing that. I think that, would, I think that would add more to the universe, the Donnie Darko universe, than Samantha Darko did. Definitely. Which is basically just a retread of Donnie Darko, only told less well. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that, that proper? That's a bad idea. Is that yeah, good grammar? Less told less well. well. Yeah. It sounds weird to me. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> we noticed too in the original cut, they show the dates, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. But they don't show them in the other ones. No, they the do. On top of the, the chapter book pages and stuff, yeah. But we noticed, you know, especially Terry was looking into <laughs> the number pattern or whatever, and every time they show the date, it's like in sixes or. 
Oh, yeah? Like, the first date they show is October 2nd, and then they show the 6th, then the 12th, then the 24th. I hadn't noticed that. the 18th, yeah. It does make sense that Terry would notice that. It's weird that it's all sixes, but then it kind of changes, then it goes to the 29th. (laughs) Well, yeah, when it gets to the end, you can't really do that anymore. Oh, and then the last time they show, there's six hours left. Why is it always sixes, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I like that uh, Donnie, when when he's at the end of their... He's in Gretchen's first conversation mm-hmm. when they're walking away from the bus stop. Mm-hmm. He mentions causality, which is yeah. a major theme of the movie. Yeah. And he says that he's glad that the school flooded today yeah. so that we could have this conversation. Yes. Which, meeting Gretchen is, if not the most important thing that happens to him, is one of the most important mm-hmm. things that happens to him. And it's like, they already kind of know of each other because they're in the same class, yeah. right? Because they show later they're both in Drew Barrymore's class. Well, and she well, chose to sit next to him. Yeah. yeah. But sit then, next to the boy you think is the Yeah, genius. exactly. <laughs> but then, yeah, the relationship changes when they have that they walk first because the school is canceled, right? Yeah. And in that conversation, it was interesting that Gretchen called him a superhero. Like, are you some kind of superhero? He's like, what if I am? Yeah. You know? Who says like, I'm not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sense to you because he is kind of saving the world <laughs> yeah this is this is to me is like uh i was thinking about this when we were watching yesterday that it's like unbreakable in the way that it's it presents a superhero origin story mm-hmm. in a uh as realistic a way as you can yeah, with this modern story kind of or uh, not modern but more abstract kind of way i guess a, a more, superhero more story real <laughs> like it could like it's not someone got bit by a spider and yeah and now they have superpowers. Yeah, in this one it'd be like he's tapped by some higher beings to mm-hmm. complete a mission, and along with that he gets superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people would say that Donnie Darko is just evolved to have that higher power of thinking. You know, that right. he can see different timelines, or that he can read minds or see people's spears yeah see other people's intentions or whatever they are you know um and that the people or the beings from the other world that are manipulating him or the whole pretty situation, much everyone yeah, in the tangent universe uh they're just us like but at an evolved state right. where we can travel into other universes or where we can ma- manipulate time or whatever and he donnie is just almost at that stage that's right. why he can do all this stuff or you know Maybe that's why they selected him. Yeah. That would work, too. I would have no objection to that. <laughs> Done my thing, Sketch! <laughs> now I can change last week's episode image. I have an image like that, but it's just, like, a stolen image from the internet. Yeah. Like we, luckily, we don't make money from this, so no one can sue us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, like how realistic the conversations are. There's really dumb, like... When the two kids were standing there talking about the flooded school, and they're like, they found feces everywhere. And then the kid goes, what are feces? And she goes, baby mice. And like, aww. Like, what kind of conversation is that? But that is what children talk about. They're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> kids are dumb. Yeah, and I, it was, I found the whole, like, back to the sibling relationship again. I found it really real, realistic, too, how they did that. You know, John, Donnie picks on Sam a lot when he's reading, The Last Unicorn by Samantha Darko. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, seems like something that would really happen. Yeah, it's just like, it's just how siblings are with each other, right? Yeah. Yeah, nitpicky and awful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Assholes. <laughs> so I didn't. I hadn't thought about this until we watched it yesterday. But those spears that Donnie sees coming from people's chests, I think that's him seeing the higher beings manipulating what mm-hmm. everyone is supposed to be doing. Or almost like those are the higher beings, kind of like. Yeah. Like taking over your body almost. Or I, like I think of it like a, like a tab <laughs> like a tablet, how you can draw move your finger on a tablet and, and a cursor will will follow. Yeah. Kind of kind of like that idea. Yeah, like only a like a much Well yeah. I uh, I think I mentioned that in the yeah. in my theory. Which I'm gonna post online because I'm not gonna say the whole thing right, right. here. <laughs> so I'll read that, everyone, so that the things we're saying now make yes. some sense. <laughs> yeah. Go back in time, <laughs> read that. <laughs> read that. <laughs> Pause now, read it, come back. <laughs> For the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah, because I told people that I would explain it on the show, and I totally haven't. Well, you guys have all been talking about it, but. Because I know what you're talking about, and I get it. Yeah. You can you can understand what we're talking about if you read the philosophy of time travel, which yeah. is very and I short. Think people that are really into this movie would know what we're talking about. Yeah, they would. If they've read, you know, if they will have they will have seen it. the movie multiple yeah. times and probably have read the philosophy of time travel because it well, is so short. Especially if you see the director's cut, the book is right in there. Like yeah, you can read the whole thing as you watch the movie. So and I, I, I feel that. like they I feel like they allude more to the the strange things that are going on. Mm-hmm. They they. They hint at answers a little more than the theatrical yeah. cut. Yeah, they do. That's why I call it, like, the idiot version. Yeah. You know how, like, some movies have the idiot montage at the end, but this is just more spread out throughout the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, like here's look, the explanation at, look at all the this. things that go along yeah. with the ending. This is all the stuff that yeah. happened. Like, uh, when they explain the artifact, that one part, uh, they actually have, like, a, almost a watermark or a fade to, like, the jet engine in the background. Like, oh, yeah? here, this is the artifact, people. <laughs> like, you know, like, we couldn't <laughs> the figure it out. The artifact. <laughs> yeah. So people, people reading my theory are just going to think that I wrote it watching the director's cut. <laughs> well, <coughs> I think it's... I think there's both the theory, coffee. yeah. <laughs> the theory that, you know, the one that you wrote makes sense, and that's... I mean, that's what the, direct, the director was going for, I think, so... I hope... I, I think so. A lot, a lot of the explanations I've read online were similar, so... Yeah. I think that's the consensus yeah, it's, it's the details that people yeah. differ on, but overall, mm-hmm. this seems to be the, the... the the answer that people have chosen to be correct. It fits everything we get in the movie. Yeah. I found, in the director's cut, too, they have little flashes of... Uh, very big on eyes, like, showing an eyeball. Oh, yeah? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, that's... I don't know. People say that's the window to your soul and stuff. The only one I really the noticed... Whole, like, Frank... Frank's eye. Yeah, that's true. That. The only one I noticed, aside from all the things about Frank's eye pointing to what happened to him, was the Escher drawing of the skull and reflecting in a person's eye. Mm-hmm. But that's only because they mentioned it on the commentary while we were watching that. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense, because, I mean... Frank's eye is... Along with Gretchen, one of the most important events in the whole movie. Yeah, and that whole scene is just awful. <coughs> yeah. She gets, yeah. Like, she gets hit by the car, it's like, oh, I can't even watch that. I know, it's 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 uh, it's a dummy, but because yeah, they show a shot of her moving around <laughs> on the ground yeah. immediately before that, and then you see the dummy get run over, it feels like mm-hmm. like you saw her, like the dummy moving around before it got hit. Mm-hmm. 
Well, then Frank said to the car, like, I understand, like, you'd be freaking out if you hit someone. But then he starts yelling at them, like, yeah. what are you doing in the road? Yeah, like, what are you doing in the road, man? You deserve to get shot, buddy. <laughs> 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 well, and Donnie does it with almost no emotion. Hmm. And he just happens to have the gun, and they almost, like, you almost forget that he has the gun, right? That he found the gun and in his dad's closet hole, earlier? Uh, or the, the spear? liquid spear, yeah, leads him to get the gun, you know? That wasn't his idea. No, exactly, which, again, to me, is... Mm-hmm showing the manipulation and it, it like pulled him like mm-hmm. a, a finger it turned around yeah. it, it went for a while and then it turned around it was like come with me mm-hmm. well I like the line at the end he says what if you could take all those moments of pain and sadness and replace them with something better and I'm pretty sure that's why he stays in the bed because yeah. he's like nothing good happens like yeah. my sister my mom are gonna die in a plane crash and Gretchen like I've murdered someone my girlfriend's dead like yeah, nothing good happens to me. I've burnt people's houses it. down. Like, nothing. This is nothing good. Say <laughs> you're drawing cartoon Frank. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm gonna have to try to decide which image to use for the episode. <laughs> I know. This one's pretty cute. So, uh. What are your thoughts, Boo? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I liked when uh, when Donnie is talking to Noah Wiley about seeing through God's channel. Yeah. I think what he was. What he meant without knowing it was the higher beings. Mm-hmm. He's what he sees when he looks into the spears is what they see. So I think when he uh, looks into Gretchen's spear when she uh, walks up to him at the party, right? He looks into a spear. It goes like a sphere. You mean? It's referred to as a spear. It like the comes out of his chest. Oh, liquid things that come out. And that's because. Uh, that's confusing because it's also spherical. <laughs> yeah, uh, Richard Kelly called them spears because he was watch- He was playing a lot of Madden football at the time, he said. And there was a little spear coming out of their chest showing uh, what direction the guys were oh, going to okay. run. Yeah. So, anyway, he looks he looks into this the spear, and he's his mind appears to travel down it, around the mm-hmm. corner, and then he goes into clouds. Yeah. I think that's him seeing like they see. He gets to see everything that's supposed to happen. Yeah. So he, that's, at that point, that's when he realizes what has to be done. Mm-hmm. He takes Gretchen by the hand, and he immediately takes her to Grandma Death's house, where they're going to go in the cellar. Yeah. Which is where everything comes to a head. Yeah. I think the, the showing the clouds alludes to them when they're sitting on the hill at the end or whatever. When you're sitting with their dead body. Yeah. And uh, me and Terry were talking about this today, how maybe the storm is caused by Donnie's emotions of those events. Like, the because earlier in the movie he says, I have powers, or he says, I have the power to time travel or to create a time portal, or he says something like that. <clears throat> and Yeah, which is the wormhole that he uses to send yeah. the, the jet engine back in time. Yeah, the, the storm, right? And I find at the end when he's freaking out about Gretchen dying and Frank and all that stuff, that's when the storm is happening, and that's when he has to get back home. Like maybe I think there are two his things going powers on. Powers or his emotions are causing that storm, and that's you know all those events led up to that, so that he could create that por- uh, portal or whatever right. <laughs> to get the jet engine to come. Yeah, I think there's two things happening there. <laughs> I think that like what's ha- what you see over his house that that black swirling vortex over his house is the beginning of the black hole. Mm-hmm that's going to collapse the the tangent universe. But 
when he's up on the hill, you see uh, a white funnel, and I think that's the wormhole that he's creating. So it's like, which also leads to his house. So they they right. they go to the same point. You see two tubes going from either direction. I think one is his wormhole, and one is the black hole. Mm-hmm. Because they never show him traveling back to his bed. You know no. what I mean? Like he he time travels. He to suddenly get there, appears obviously, there. right? Yeah, and they don't really show. You know, he's just sitting there with Gretchen's body, and then all of a sudden he's back in his bed. So yeah. he like went through some kind of portal to yeah. time travel back to that point, right? Yeah, he used his car because he was in the car, right? Yeah, I, I believe he was sitting on the hood of the car when he was making the wormhole. That's all. Oh, I found it interesting the the artifact thing. How an artifact always has to be metal. We were talking about, you know, <laughs> say this theory is true in real life. <laughs> okay. I you know, will accept people, this yeah, <laughs> people find metal artifacts all the time, like little, you know, uh, weapons or little arrowheads and stuff like that, yeah. or, um, you know, Roswell, for example, or something, you know, this right. metal artifact could have been from uh, time-traveling uh, corruption or <laughs> yeah, whatever maybe, it was, maybe a it's tangent a, universe corruption or something. A yeah. remainder from a tangent universe. Yeah. Just a theory. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. If Richard Kelly just happened to hit on something real, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be awesome. In a terrible way. In a terrible <laughs> yeah. way. There's, you know, there's things out there that can't be explained. That can destroy <laughs> the universe. Yeah. By just playing around with time. <laughs> well, no, because maybe, you know, uh, it was corrected, but the artifact would still be there, right? Because the jet engine is still there when it's corrected, right? It still falls on Right, it. I just mean, like, if if a living receiver should fail... Oh. Then we're all fucked. Bro. I think that's why they choose the receiver. Like, they pick someone that's good. Like, how you said uh, when Donnie was talking to his teacher about following God's channel. Right. You know, and they keep saying, well, what if the spears show you to do something bad? Or, like, the, when they made the infant goggles, what yeah. if they put bad pictures in there? Well, no, if you follow... God's channel or like the moral thing to do or if you're a moral person right. you'll do the right thing you know right yeah that's yeah I hadn't thought about that but that's uh, that's a good way to look at it I think but they choose a person who they who they can be relatively yeah. sure is going to do their damnedest to save the universe yeah even if they don't really know that they're doing that because Donnie really just wants Gretchen to live yeah and that's the big reason why he he does what he does. Exactly. He chooses love. <laughs> Bring it back to fear and love. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Make Sarah mad. Came, yeah. Came down to fear and love in the end. Yeah. That's it. There you go, Sarah. It was all about fear and love. That's <laughs> 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 so cute. <laughs> you should send that into that company that makes stuffed animals. You see that? You can make a drawing and send it in, and they'll make the stuffed animal oh, based yeah. on your drawing. <laughs> the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> Creepy Frank doll. There's a little, a little thing that doesn't have anything to do with much, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. They were going to use a different movie when when uh, Donnie and Gretchen go to the movies. Okay. Oh, yeah, they were going to use Chud? Yeah, they were going <laughs> to use Chud. Really? But they couldn't. They were having troubles figuring out who owned it and who they would have to. What to movie get the was it? I don't remember. It ended up being Evil Dead. Oh, okay, yeah. Living and Dead. And it was the Living Dead. No, wasn't it? Oh no, it was Evil Dead. It was Evil Dead. I don't want to like then too that. 
the other movie is The Last Temptation of Christ. And you're yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Evil Dead, Sam Raimi let them use that footage for free. Okay. Which I think is pretty awesome of him. Yeah. Because you don't have to do that. Uh, no. no. <laughs> like, so I just want to... just liked the idea of the movie. And, yeah. It's kind of cool that Frank chose that theater to put the wormhole there. Yeah. Like, into that movie, because that movie kind of alludes to paranormal stuff, obviously. Well, <laughs> there's there's time travel in, at yeah. the end of the second one yeah. and, the, and the third one. Maybe they take place in the same universe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... Maybe Frank's a, like, uh, a proto-deadite. <laughs> Proto? Yeah. He's unbound by uh, space and time now that he's dead in the Tangent Universe. He can go anywhere and do anything. I am, like, way out of notes. Yeah, I'm, uh... We already mentioned the one that that I was going to talk, talk about towards the end, uh, how we see four characters get, like, a... Uh, a little sequence showing showing the reaction to what happened in the Tangent Universe. Yeah. Uh, Jim, Kitty, Charita, and Frank all have a little have their own little sequence. Yeah, showing them their Frank, subconscious memories. Of Frank what touches his eye. Jim yeah. Cum- Cummings is uh, crying, and Kitty looks upset. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really you get you get an idea why when you see the other people, mm-hmm. and Charita is just happy because Donnie was nice to her in her, in her dream. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Frank, at the end too, he he seems really messed up. Like he remembers it the most, almost because yeah. he, it's like he can't stop drawing the bunny and stuff. You know, he has drawings all over his room of it, and like he's obsessing over it. Well, yeah, because Frank is the manipulated dead, as mm-hmm. as Donnie's primary guide, has more responsibility than anyone else. He's, according to the philosophy of time travel, he's actually more powerful than a living receiver. Because he can yeah. literally transcend time. Yeah, he can just pop up wherever he wants. And he can go anytime. anywhere, anytime. Yeah, and his voice, or even his voice. You know, how he talks yeah. to Donnie sometimes, like tells even him to write a letter to Roberta and all that stuff. Yeah, his voice is creepy. Wake up, Donnie. <clears throat> yeah, I would have a hard time listening to that to that voice. Like, I, I remember watching the movie evil. for the first time. That's what got me. The first time ever watching that movie, and like the first time his voice, you know, wake up, Donnie, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so creepy. Because it's like, <laughs> it's calm, but creepy. It's yeah. like weird. Eerie. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird and uncomfortable. What do you think of the uh, infant memory generator? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Like the teacher said, like infants probably need darkness sometimes. Yeah, they you know? they need to get to know the light and di- dark cycles, otherwise they'll never get. Yeah, because Gretchen and Donnie were saying they would just play it while the baby was sleeping all the time. Yeah. Would it absorb you know? it? <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, eventually like, wouldn't their just eyes be sleep? closed? Like, yeah, wouldn't it just be? Yeah, your eyes would close and you wouldn't see the images anymore, right? The images don't go right into the brain, but the teacher's like, doesn't the infant need darkness sometimes? Well, I think well, it was like a lit, I think it was a lit thing. Because, I mean, you wouldn't be able to see the images in the dark anyway. Yeah. I think the idea was that it was it was backlit so that the, the baby would see the images all the time. But I don't, uh, I don't feel good about that. I don't feel good about <laughs> that. Or like the bullies said, you know, too. What if they were showing the baby pictures of death and stuff? Like, yeah, what they if were they were showing something to, horrible? Like, I felt they were kind of alluding to the schizophrenic or psychopath thing in there, too, you know? Like, right. that's how... 
someone becomes that way because they see all kinds of messed up stuff when they're little and yeah yeah they get messed up by things that they've seen and donnie had like a good childhood so that's why he's like moral and follow follows god's channel or whatever (laughs) he chooses the moral uh the moral stance yeah we are just over an hour oh we did it (laughs) did it Mostly you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, with the remaining time, I'm just going to, like, read off my entire theory. No, don't do that. No, I'm not going to do that. Look <laughs> it. <laughs> Look it. Donnie's following his, his uh, spear. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he looks angry. Terry was mentioning, too, that um, the spear comes out of the fourth chakra, like, if you believe in chakras, and that's the sh- chakra that says you're your emotions or your intentions or whatever. So it's kind of neat. Something from there. I did not think of anything to ask Terry. Uh, me either. Is he going to be upset? (laughs) No. (laughs) I really want us to call him. (laughs) Awesome. That's okay. You can be on the list for any other time. Yeah. Yeah. we got to catch him when he's not expecting it. Yeah, that's the best time anyway. (laughs) Like I said, the the phone a friend segment is going to be like semi-regular. (laughs) <laughs> Intermittent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my inclusion of sound effects is random. Sometimes I do it. You haven't done it for a long time. Yeah, I do like one or two, and then I'm like, ah. <laughs> finding, finding this takes them, like effort. Finding them and then re-recording them is a, a pain. It takes. It makes editing take so much longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the difference between editing for two hours and editing for six hours. You should just change all of our voices into, like, Frank the Bunny voices for this episode. Make it right creepy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so scary. No I do have a lot of effects us. on there. Yeah. No one will want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> no one will listen to you. They're all going to laugh at you. Exactly. You knew. Yeah. All right. So Good. I think we're done. Color an evening. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Good all times. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so our conclusion of Donnie Darko is, it's good. <laughs> you should watch it. Yeah. Nobody wins in a dairy challenge. <laughs> True. All right. So next week we'll have Derek back, and we'll figure something out. Yeah. To talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so bye bye everyone. Bye. This has been Welcome to Planet Bob. If you know any shows or movies you think we should discuss, find me on Twitter at King of Bob. That's at King underscore of underscore Bob. And Derek, you can find me at Lars M on Twitter, L A R Z M. And this is Sarah. I'm on Tumblr at Welcome to Planet Bob. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Welcome to Planet Bob. Thanks for listening to our show, and we hope you tune in next week.